Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. We've been talking about, is your house storm ready? Is it natural disaster ready? Are you ready to go in case something bad happens? And we like to keep it positive here on the show, but uh, these are things that you should be doing to make sure you are dialed in. And we were just talking about, talking about drinking water, making sure that you've got enough for you, your family, your pets, your animals, everything else, making sure that you've got everything ready to rock. So that's a big one, you know, making sure you've got two weeks of water. Second of all, backup power. Do you have a generator? Do you have, you know, an on-demand generator? What are you doing to make sure that you can keep some power going for a while? If you've got a generator, how much fuel do you have stored? And is that fuel any good? When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Eric G. We have got a fun show here, and we're going to talk a little bit about is your home storm ready? Now, this is a big one right here because it doesn't matter where you're located in the country. There are things you can do to help make sure that you keep you, your family, or anyone in your household safe through any storm or natural disaster. Now, that's not just a general statement, but at least you'll be prepared. You know, sometimes it's pretty tough to dodge these things. And we might not even have the technology to do it. However, there are things that you can do to be more prepared. And let's talk about those today. Hey, real quick before we get started, if you need to get a hold of us, give us a call 833-239-4144 with your home improvement questions. That's 833-239-4144. Or if you want to check us out, head to aroundthehouseonline.com. I want to say thank you to all the new stations out there on the radio that have been carrying the Around the House show, especially the new ones after Danny Lipford and today's homeowner retired. I do appreciate all of you guys out there that are tuning in. And if you want to catch the the past episodes, uh, just check out on the podcast. We've got so many out there. Uh, This show's been going for uh, about 37 years now. And so we have uh, probably the last 10 up there, thousands of episodes for you to catch. Just look for aroundthehouseonline.com. All right, guys, or just look for Around the House Show on your favorite podcast player. So we're talking here, but first off, understanding what your local risks are, right? Do you live where a hurricane could hit you? You know, is it um, a wildfire? Could it be a windstorm, tornado, earthquake? What? Maybe it's all of them. So these are things that you should think about. You know, floods. What is it that is your highest and most prominent risk for your household? And that's going to really start to help you define what you need to do to your house to make sure that you're prepared, to make sure your home's prepared, to make sure you have everything dialed in, ready to go. So is your home built? 
up to current safety standards. You know, if you look, uh, for instance, to our friends down in Florida, if you're one of them down there, you know, Gulf Coast states, they have really enacted a lot of good building practices for those areas, you know, with impact resistant windows, with extra tie downs and things that you can do to have a more sustainable home long term with a storm. And they have done a better job than some of us with windstorms. And, you know, when you're talking about that kind of stuff, hurricanes are prepped on the East Coast, especially down the South. You guys have done a great job of increasing your building codes to make sure that homes last a little bit longer. Now, these are things that I really want you to pay attention to. Great example. If you are in a um, hurricane, tornado, earthquake type area, if any one of those things are susceptible in your area, there are some things you can do to the house structure to make it more reliable for you. Great example. Homes before 1980 uh, in most areas of the country were rarely fastened to their concrete foundation. Many times there was a concrete nail or two, there were some regular nails and a soft concrete, and the weight of the home connected those two together. And you can jump on and see storm videos of tornadoes and hurricanes, and you'll see that 1930s home laying in the middle of a street. And that could have been 100% prevented by attaching that home to the foundation. And so it is really easy to do an earthquake retrofit. It, if you're going to pay to have somebody do it, it's in thousands of dollars. But really what you're going to do is every three or four feet and always have an engineer look at it or have a professional look at it. You're going to take their tie straps and you're going to use these brackets, which are kind of C-shaped, to attach the foundation wall to the sill plate. But that's not all you do when you do this. I also want to make sure in that space down below, whether it's a crawl space or a basement, I want to see that sill plate attached. I want to see brackets that attach the entire system together. So I want to see straps that um, tie that sill plate, you know, brackets that go into the floor joists, floor joists over to beams, beams to posts, posts to the ground. Those all need to be bracketed together with your favorite structural bracket to make sure that they are nailed and fastened together. That will really help you keep from that house blowing as a complete thing out into the middle of the road. And really, you're talking maybe a thousand bucks for the brackets and materials to do the whole thing. Um, could be more, could be less, depending on the size of the house. But going through and tying those things together is key. The next thing is, if you're in a hurricane, windstorm, even earthquake, it's always good. It's to make sure that those rafter systems or the roof trusses are tied into the sill plates in the in the attic space. This can be a little bit tougher, but if you're doing any renovations, if you're doing any remodels, if you're even doing soffit work, sometimes you can do it there. But use hurricane ties to tie those systems together will make a big deal on wind uplift or even that structure moving around. The more you can tie these things together, the better off you are. So taking some time, making sure those are bracketed together. If you're doing siding or windows or things like that, and you're getting up into soffits and things like that, take a look and see what's bracketed and what's not. A little bit goes a long ways. I mean, my house built in the 70s. They did a great job of doing that, and it was pretty early. But um, a lot of homes prior to the 70s don't have that. And if you can tie those together, that just makes for a tighter, stronger structure. So uh, make sure you're using the right 
nails, the right fasteners, screws, that kind of stuff. They need to be the certified ones that come with the system that you're using. So that's good. So the next thing too is with basements, just making sure that you've got those, you know, tied in, that basement walls are strong, that uh, no cracks in the foundation. That's a good time to fix those as well because you don't want to see water and stuff going along. Now, the next thing is I want you to talk about in understanding your local risks to make sure that you've got the proper supplies there. Now, in most cases and most places in the U.S., it could take as long as two weeks for them to get your food, water, and even be able to help get some heat on in your home after a natural disaster. It can take up to two weeks. So I want to make sure that you've got the right amount of food, water. If you go bigger, awesome, but have two weeks set aside. So I want to make sure before we get into the rest of the things around the house that you've got water to start with. That's the first one. Do you have multiple sources of water? Do you have it stored someplace? Do you have big water jugs? Do you have a way to clean that water that could be coming out of a out of a stream, a lake, or a storage device? I mean, how much is your water heater? Okay, so you've got a water heater, right? Mine's 80 gallons because it's a heat pump water heater. But if I was to have a natural disaster, the first thing I think I would do if I knew it was coming would be to turn off the water. So that way I didn't contaminate that water if there was any kind of an issue. Sometimes you'll see broken water pipe with an earthquake. You're not going to predict that, but turn that water off as quick as you can. That way, if you have any water contamination, it's not going to be an issue. And now I've got 80 gallons of water. If I've got a storm coming, putting some water in the bathtub as well is not a bad idea because that way you've got extra water stored. So making sure that you've got something like that is not a bad idea. Now, if that that bathtub is going to be a place that you're hiding for a tornado or a hurricane you're riding out, that might not be the best place to do it. Around the House will be right back. I've got more tips on is your home storm ready just as soon as Around the House returns. Hey guys, it's Eric G from Around the House Show. We'd really appreciate your help with some awesome five-star reviews on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you tune into your podcast. Big thanks, everyone, and a shout-out to our dedicated listeners of Around the House. What's up? This is Sticks Adenia. And Satchel from Steel Panther. And you are listening to Around the House with Eric G. Yeah. We love Eric G, and you should too. Welcome back to the Around the House show. This is where we hope to get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us. If you do want to give us a call, give us a call at 833. 833- 239-4144, that number, 833-239-4144, or message us over to roundthehouseonline.com. We've been talking about, is your house storm ready? Is it natural disaster ready? Are you ready to go in case something bad happens? And we like to keep it positive here on the show, but uh, these are things that you should be doing to make sure you are dialed in. And we were just talking about talking about drinking water and making sure that you've got enough for you, your family, your pets, your animals, 
everything else, making sure that you've got everything ready to rock. So that's a big one, you know, making sure you've got two weeks of water. Second of all, backup power. Do you have a generator? Do you have, you know, an on-demand generator? What are you doing to make sure that you can keep some power going for a while? If you've got a generator, how much fuel do you have storage? And is that fuel any good? You know, this is the thing. So many people have generators out there. Oh, I got a generator. When was the last time you tested that out? Is the fuel good in it? Is it going to start right up? You're going to have to remove old fuel. Because here's the thing, unless you're using any fuel stabilizers, gasoline in a motor like that lasts months, not years. So if you've got two, three months out of gasoline with our modern stuff, with all the alcohols and everything else that's in it and the chemicals, how good is that? You know, my recommendation is, is if you can find a place that has clear gasoline, you know, anywhere that's around farm areas, sometimes they'll have it. You know, you look for it out there. There's websites you can find that'll do it. That will help because it's purer gasoline. A lot of less additive packages in it. No alcohols, things like that, that really burn off quickly. You'll get a longer lifespan out of that clear gas. And then if you put a, a conditioner in it, uh, like Stable or one of the other ones out there, you're going to be much better off and then you're going to have gas last a lot longer. Otherwise, kind of what you're forced doing is every 90 days or so or less, depending on how you're storing it, you probably should be put, putting that back in your vehicle at like 60 days and then turn around and filling that can up again. And most people don't do that. That gas can is used for filling the lawnmower. It's used for filling this, filling that. And it's just one of those things that... um we forget to do, but it's an important one. So make sure that you've got enough fuel and you've got it stored and that you're cycling it through enough that you're good to go. So that's key right there. And then just making sure that it starts, oil changes, maintenance will be done. Will it, will it start when it's 90 degrees outside? Will it start when it's 10? Just understanding that will help you out. Next up is going to be the food situation. You know, and, and these aren't in a particular order. I would say that water and food are your top tiers here. Uh, and then shelter in there as well. But really what you're talking about is food. What do you have for backup food? How long will the food last that's in your fridge? How long, you know, is that a day? Is it hours? Do you have a generator that's going to keep it going for a while? What do you have? You know, it's always good to have a couple weeks of freeze-dried food put away. It'll last 20, 30 years, depending on how you're storing it and where, where you're getting it from. Um, I'm a huge fan of a local company here, Mountain House. Uh, Oregon freeze dry. Uh, they do it. They've got stuff that's lasting, you know, 20, 30 years. It works well and it's freaking tasty too. So you can eat well while you're having to boil some water and, uh, and do that. Now, here's the other thing when you're talking about food, what are you going to do to finish things up? If you need boiled water, how are you going to do it? One thing I want you to be very careful with, and we depend on natural gas for generators barbecues, um, backup power. And I want you to be careful of that. And I was reminded of this in an ice storm we had here recently. And here's why. The power went out to the natural gas generation plants substation, basically, where they where it comes in, they make sure the pressure is right, it goes out, and they've got pumps, things to keep the gas pressure up, whatever's in that. I don't understand it. I haven't been in one, so I can only imagine what's in those buildings. Power went out there. 
everybody in, in this area of Oregon, City, Oregon, lost their gas in the middle of that storm. So anybody that had a, a natural gas fireplace, anybody that had a natural gas um, stove that was planning on using or barbecue, they're in trouble. So make sure that you've got something to depend on for that because it's not always going to be there. So be very careful with that. So how are you going to do this? You have a fire pit outside. Is it going to work when it's raining? Do you have a a wood-fired barbecue or a charcoal barbecue? Are there ways for you to do this to keep this working well for you? So that's a key right there. How good can you keep this dialed in and be able to cook your food and not have to worry about ways to do that? So that's a key there. So make sure you got the food dialed in. And then next one here is communication. Now, one thing I learned after being in a big earthquake when your cell phones and internet can go down really quickly. And here's why everyone at one time is trying to tell their loved ones that they're safe. And when I went through the Nisqually earthquake in Seattle, the first thing within 10 seconds, cell phones were down. People were on it. You know, think about going to a sporting event, right guys, or a concert or a big thing like that. And you're like, man, I can't send out a text. I can't send out a picture. I can't even make a phone call because the system is overloaded. That's what's going to happen around your house. Rarely is it going to work well. So make sure that you have a way to communicate. And this is where kind of creating that family plan works out well. Where is everyone going to meet if there was an emergency? During the day, you're going to meet at the house. You're going to meet at the office. You're going to meet... We're going to meet on the weekends. Um, if there's a fire at the house, we're going to meet. Have a game plan so nobody wonders where they're supposed to be. And that way you can do it. And also check to see some communities, and there's some in my area as well, have emergency storm food supplies stored in certain areas. And emergency um, ways to talk, that kind of thing. You know, the ham operator community is good out there. But just think, if you want to tell your loved ones you're okay, a lot of this stuff's going to be down. Or if you're trying to communicate to a loved one, make sure they understand what the rules are, where they're supposed to head. And these are all good things to understand. And then the other thing is, too, on your phone, make sure your phone has all the emergency contact information of where you're located and all of that stuff on your phone. Because if you end up having to call 911 and use like Wi-Fi calling or something like that, or somebody's got a satellite service you're trying to grab a hold of, you know, like Starlink that's still working, make sure that your phone has all that information. So if you're trying to call emergency personnel, they can see where you're calling from. And so let technology be your friend in that aspect and make sure that you've got that stuff filled out on your phone. I know on my Apple iPhone, you want to make sure and use that and update that information as you go, because it's easy to not have that information updated. And then if you're out traveling or if you're even at home, what are you going to do? So that's a key one right there. Any of that stuff can help you in the long run, and it just makes for a safer environment. Now we come back, we're going to talk about some other ones I bet you didn't think of. And we'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. If you, hey, if you got any questions for us or comments, 833-239-4144. And that's 833-239-4144. Around the House, we'll be right back.
Hey, this is Ron Keel, the Metal Cowboy from Keel, the Ron Keel Band and Steeler. We are rocking around the house with Eric G. Raise your Welcome back to the Round the House Show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. We've been talking about, uh, is your house storm ready? Are you ready to rock with all that? Is it ready to deal with whatever Mother Nature decides to throw at it or whatever natural disaster happens around you? And one of the ones I wanted to talk about in this segment are wildfires. And for you on the West Coast, this is a big deal, but this can happen just about anywhere in the country as we've had uh, wildfires over the last few years up and down the East Coast as well. So this is something that uh, can happen anytime you're in an area that has uh, dry and uh, brush and all of those things. So these are things that you should be careful with. And there's something that's new out there that um, I wanted to talk about uh, because I think it's a great option for people that live in high-risk wildfire areas. And there's different companies doing different things out there, but one of them is, for instance, Frontline Wildfire Defense. And uh, they're at FrontlineWildfire.com. I have not spoken to these people, so this is not any kind of a paid segment here. This is just something that you might want to take a look at. And there's similar products out there. And so what they're doing is that they have different sprinklers that they install around your house to be a frontline defense against wildfires so of course you want to do the things you're normally going to do to harden your home right you're going to want to control the landscape you're going to want to make sure that you've got the right vents and things like that where embers can't blow back in but really when it comes down to it this is an interesting one here so this fire tracking software that comes with it turns on automatically when fire is within seven miles of your home and that's more than 100 times faster than traditional sensor-based systems so once active, the sits, it basically saturates your property with water and a biodegradable firefighting foam. Basically, they just create an environment that is too wet to burn. And so this is a sensor system, and um, it is crazy how well this stuff works. And so what's cool is it's always connected. So it has satellite, cellular, Wi-Fi. There are different ways for it to communicate. But these are an interesting way to discreetly install a system around your house. And so they have different zones there. They have the immediate zone, basically. And then they have a second one that's out farther on the property. And so it's depending on what you want to do. They can do eave sprayers, roof rotors, and basically just what manages the water. And then it has a class A foam as well. So this works good. And... um this is something that's really cool to just keep things safe. And so a lot of different cool systems out there like this, but I think it's something to take a look at if you're trying to defend your house. Um, you know, it could help you with your homeowner's insurance. Um, there's a lot of different things that can help with this, but uh, it could be expensive. Let's be honest. Anytime you're putting in any kind of a sprinkler system, that can be very expensive, but it might be cheaper than having to replace everything and you can defend your property. Now, there's another one out there outside of, uh, you know, wildfires are one thing, but, you know, you can have significant damage to your house from a lightning strike or a surge. And so there are now surge protectors that you can put in line to your system, your electrical system that will keep those surges from coming in and doing damage to your home. It's something I'm going to do. It's on my list of upgrades that I want to do to my house is to have a surge protection system here. And uh, you can do that as well as lightning protection systems just depending on how often that stuff happens. For me, it's not that big a deal on lightning 
because I've got these trees that are full canopy cover over the top. I am much more likely to get damage to my house from bark coming off a tree that was hit by a lightning versus getting something that was a direct, you know, lightning hit to my house just because it is well protected by a tree canopy that is 95% over it. So I don't have to worry about that, but uh, I tell you what, I do not want to be outside if I had a lightning storm because that lightning can go down through the roots. It can cause problems and uh, you just want to kind of stay back out of the way and be smart of that stuff. But really take a look. And it's like we talked about in the first segment, understanding what the risks are at your home is really key to make sure that you understand what's going on. And that way you can keep that dialed in. And, um, you know, I think it's good because it doesn't take much. It takes a windstorm to blow a tree over, maybe to cross some power lines and put a surge down through the system. Um, these are all things that I think are really smart to um, stop electronics damage and potential fire risks within your home. Because the last thing you want to do is overclock stuff, burn them up. And that's when you have an issue. So that's a big one right there. Now, one thing that we didn't talk about earlier that I want to talk about is have you got all the food for your pets and all of your medical supplies? Do you have a couple of weeks of that? Heck, I tell you what, I had some issues here in my area when there were some robberies of the Walgreens stores around in my area. And all of a sudden we had pharmacies that were shut down for days on end. And so I had to travel a fair distance just to get a refill done. And it took days longer. And that was just crime. That had nothing to do with a natural disaster that could take down, you know, geez, it could take down your power and, and utilities for a couple of weeks. Are they even going to be operating? So making sure that you've got, you know, weeks worth of medications, stuff for your pets, all of that stuff dialed in is really super smart when it comes to um, doing these kind of things and making sure that you've got at least a couple of weeks ahead of time. And that way you're not running down to the last pill, to the last little bit. If you have asthma or insulin needed or any of those things like that, just make sure you've got a safe amount. Not too much. You don't want it to go bad, but you just want to make sure that you have enough of that medication that you're going to be safe and you're going to be good to go. And I think that's going to really help you out in the long term. Now, coming up here, I want to talk a little bit about um, you know resources and great places to find more information on all of this stuff. And the first one is one of my favorites. And they have done a really good job of working with the insurance institute, uh, insurance, they're working with insurance companies out there to really make sure that you have, you know, the most durable home. And I love their certification process. And fortifiedhome.org is a place for you to go take a look about this. So what is it that's primarily used down in the South, but they're expanding out across the country. A fortified home construction method is a voluntary construction standard backed by decades of research that your roofing contractor and builder can use to protect your home against severe weather. And these guys do a great job, and I've worked with them on a few things, but uh, they have a bunch of different systems. So they have fortified roof, which is um, basically a system designed to keep, you know, have the right roof system put on. They have uh, fortified silver, which includes all the protection of fortified roof and adds additional protection of vulnerable and overlooked components. And then there's a building standard called fortified gold. And that is kind of their ultimate protector package. And so 
this is what the, the, the differences are between these, and it's really cool. So just the fortified roof gives you an enhanced roof deck attachment, sealed roof deck, lockdown roof edges, impact-resistant shingles rated by them, and wind and rain-resistant attic vents. Now, if you go to the silver program, that adds impact resistance for windows and doors, pressure-rated garage doors, impact-rated chimney bracing, reinforced soffits, anchored attached structures, and gable and bracing. Now, when you go to the gold standard, that gets you a lot of different stuff here, where it gets you pressure-rated windows and doors, stronger exterior sheeting, engineered roof-to-wall connections, engineered story-to-story connections, and engineered wall-to-foundation connections. And so these are things, um, they have a lot of different programs here. You can get hail ratings, you can get all these different things within them. And I think this is super important. And uh, you want to make sure that you've got that extra line of defense. And uh, I think it's a really good thing to take a look at, especially if you're putting in a new roof, if you're building a new house, if you're doing this, this is somebody you should probably talk to. And you can do that at fortifiedhome.org. Around the House will be right back with more important information for you just as soon as we return. Don't go anywhere. Around the House Show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. And I do want to say, if you want to get a hold of us and be part of the show, give us a call. It's 833-239-4144. That number, 833-239-4144. And I tell you what, uh, we've got some exciting stuff coming up here for Around the House in the future here that you don't want to miss. And um, there's going to be some exciting things coming around the corner here that, uh, boy, I can't wait. And I'm not talking about it just yet, but uh, we are going to be loaded for bear here soon. And, uh, man, I am so excited and I can't wait to make that absolutely sweet announcement. Well, let's get back into this show here where we've been talking about um, is your home storm ready? And one of the things that uh, is out there, and this is going to be where we're getting into more comfort and communication, right? But uh, I have, if you are a Comcast Xfinity internet customer out there, um, something that's cool that they have and I have at my house, which is their storm-ready Wi-Fi, which means when your internet goes down, and many times that happens after a power outage, you know, the power goes down and all of a sudden you're trying to figure out what's going on, that power goes down and then the next thing that happens is that after a few hours that that local substation for Comcast Xfinity happens and that goes down because they're on battery backup or it goes down and then guess what? Internet goes away. So what they've got now is their storm-ready Wi-Fi, which goes and turns into using a cell phone system for your Wi-Fi. But it's seamless. Your password, everything else works. It's just grabbing up as a secondary off of uh, you know 5G or LTE or whatever is in your area. So 
this is a great way to be able to continue to communicate with people. And there's a decent chance that it might work for you. So something to think about. Pretty cool. And uh, I'm excited to be able to uh, to use that. And it worked well the last time I had a power outage. I had just installed it. And you know something? It was pretty solid. So it's one other tool in the toolbox. But it's nice to be able to communicate when uh, things are down. Now, one thing I wanted to talk about here today that's super important is to have some backup materials ready to rock. And I'm talking about maybe some heavy-duty tarps. If you have wind or storm damage, do you have some 2 by 4s Do you have screws? Do you have stuff to do a quick roof repair? Because here's what happens. Just like any time that you have a major storm, whether it's a hurricane or a snowstorm, or you're trying to find dust masks in the northwest here in wildfire season, here's what happens. Somebody goes in, and in 20 minutes, that stock is gone. So here's what I would recommend is to build yourself for your home, a kit that will help you get ready for the storm. And here's the thing. I don't really, I'm not the biggest fan of like getting the blue tarps out, but if that's what you got, that's good. One of the things that I like that's super heavy duty, and you could probably order this from your local home center or lumberyard, but Griprite makes these heavy, heavy duty tarps. And they're basically what they make to build, to wrap around high rise buildings with scaffolding. So it's a high grade plastic. It's got the, the woven in, you know, kind of mesh on the inside of it. And this stuff is durable and you can get them, I think as big as 30 by 40. And so you could almost wrap the top of a good section of your house with that, depending on the size of your house. That's a big, heavy tarp. Now it's about 75 pounds. So you would need somebody to help to get something that big up there. But having something, you know, it's about the size of a carry-on suitcase, but you know something, having that in the corner of the garage or something half or quarter its size would work great. And then having some two by fours, having some some roof repair stuff, maybe a couple tubes of uh, roofing tar, you know, some couple sheets of plywood to board up some windows, just some basics like that, you know, some screws to put it in with, making sure that you've got the materials to be able to kind of, yeah, maybe even a small roll of roofing felt, something that you can put up to keep the water from coming into the building. Let's say you had a, uh, a storm come through, a windstorm come through, and it ripped off, ripped off part of your roofing. What can you do to clean that up real quick and make it waterproof? Now, if you had a, a new roof put down or you had a new sheathing put down and you use a zip system or something like that, it's not as big a deal because that already has its membrane built into it. But, you know, maybe it's some small thing of ice and water shield, whatever it is, what can you do to be more prepared in case you had to do some fixes? You know, these are important things. And as you go around your house and you're doing these remodel projects, like you're maybe you're in windstorm area or you're in hurricane area or you're in tornado area, what can you do to be more prepared down the road? And these are all things that I think are super important that you can do. And it's, okay, hey, I got 100 bucks. I'm going to buy myself a really nice tarp. Hey, I got 50 bucks. I'm going to go buy some lumber that I can put away, throw up in the crawl space or in the attic or someplace like that that I can get out of the way or in the corner of the garage or in the shed, lean up in the corner so I've got something to work with. Give yourself the right amount of tools, get some rope, get some stakes if you need to put it down, or even if you just had some of those washers with nails that you could you know, nail into the trim that you could go back and and clean up later. That's all important stuff that will really buy you some extra time 
to, you know, get somebody out there to fix it or so you can go buy the materials to fix it yourself. So something to board up a window, something to tape up, something, you know, there's some great waterproof duct tapes up there. These are all things that make life so much easier if you can do it. And uh, being able to stop that water damage before it happens, you know, right after a storm, maybe you had something go through there, you can at least buy yourself some time. Because I tell you what, as we know, during hurricane season or during some of these storms, stuff goes. We're supposed to be getting snow here this weekend coming up. And uh, of course, it's a few days before that. But I tell you what, go to the grocery store anytime that happens. And everybody's out there because we don't typically get snow that much out here. So the week before that we see snow on the forecast, good luck getting to the grocery store because everything's getting taken out. It's uh, We always joke about it here in the Pacific Northwest of the great kale shortage because all of a sudden people go out and buy everything and load up for just 24 to 48 hours. Kind of like the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. These are things that are never fun, but guess what? It all tends to come around when uh, when these things happen. So uh, make sure that you're prepared. If you're going to go for the last minute, you're going to really run into some issues because unless you are, are foreseeing this before other people do, that stuff runs out quick. Now, it can take days for people to get in there. You're seeing the home center's during natural disasters, they have done a really good job of, of rushing semi-trucks with materials in to really help out. But it's just depending how big a storm, if it's a, a tornado that went through a small section of town, that is going to be easier to get materials than a wildfire that runs up down the West Coast or a hurricane hitting on the East Coast. So think about this, just things to have things backed up, you know, for power, for heat. You know, if you're in a cold area, what happens when you lose power? Do you lose your, your, do you need a generator? Do you lose all your heat? What can you do to heat the house while these things are going? So just think ahead a little bit, plan for those things. And you know something that is going to make life so much easier for you. And I think that is something that uh, makes life so much easier for you. And you can sleep a little bit better night knowing that you are dialed in. All right, everybody. Well, that's enough of that subject right there. And a few things that I wanted to talk about here just as we close out the show today. I really appreciate all you guys tuning in. Share with a friend. Uh, make sure and follow us on social media as well. We are on Facebook. I have a YouTube channel. Just start looking around the house show and you're going to see that stuff come up. And I did post up my first brand new uh, little short video that was a, a trial over there exposing yeah, I exposed somebody that was telling you on social media when you cut your drywall short, yeah, they were trying to use spray foam. And I call them out on it, and there's going to be a lot more of that. I am chasing after people out there that are giving you bad information, and you're going to see more of that on social media coming up. And if you're listening on the radio, just make sure you catch the podcast as well during the week. If you're missing, if you're catching us on the radio show out there on the Talk Media Network, I appreciate you guys tuning in because uh, you are the backbone of this organization here. And all of you on the radio, thank you for tuning in. Thank your stations and your program directors and all you guys out there that have been supporting us for years. We have been on the radio for what? Jeez, uh, 37 years now. And uh, I am the fourth, fourth person hosting around the house. And I'm going to be here for a long time to come. So that's the cool part of this. And I really appreciate you guys tuning in. So here's the thing. Make sure you contact me over to Around the House online if you have any questions. And that is our website where you can track us down. And then uh, feel free to go back. I think our episode that we have up right now is like 1668, 
So we've got a lot of them up on the web. So you can catch any of those on your favorite podcast player. All right, everybody, have a great rest of the weekend. Enjoy yourself. Thanks for tuning in to Around the House. On the podcast, we'll see you on Wednesday. And the radio, we'll see you next weekend for a new episode of Around the House Show. We'll see you next time. Somewhere unseen and undiscovered Anywhere beyond the mean Life is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my hand, I know where to go All over the radio Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. If you want to reach the smartest listening audience of homeowners and contractors without competing with those crazy political ads, head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com and contact me personally for more information. That's AroundTheHouseOnline.com.